T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, you know, I got to go back and look at it, but it certainly didn't feel like it was up to par today. I know there was a couple missed tackles out there, more than a couple, a lot of missed tackles. But, uh, you know, I think we all got to look critically at ourselves and, and we better figure out a solution quickly because, uh, uh, you know, the formula has been written and we have got to step up and, and get it fixed. And if not, we're going to continue to get these types of results. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur talking about the defense. Talking about kind of putting Mike Pettin and company on notice that this is completely unacceptable as the defense got chewed up yesterday. Welcome back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Uh, the Bud Light, uh, the Bill Michaels Huddle, I should say, coming up uh, on Wednesday night this week, 6 to 8. Brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Joining us now on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, Eric Baranchek. And, Eric, uh, I think uh, you could have run the ball yesterday not only through some of the holes but uh, via the tackling that was not happening on the field uh, from the Green Bay Packers defensively, man. A lot of people, uh, as fans go, upset that there are still the same things we're talking about, that some things just don't seem to get corrected. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally get it. Well, there's the, I guess the formula for the Packers to win is, is really quite simple. Uh, get up early, get make teams get behind on the board, and then they got to throw the ball and, and abandon the running game. When when the Packers are able to do that, it works out for them. Um, and there, but but the problem was with some of the conditions yesterday. The Packers chose ball control offense and went down the field. It really kind of played into the hands of um, the Minnesota Vikings. It played perfectly into what they wanted to do. They sat back in two deep zone and did not get out of it because, quite frankly, they didn't need to. Um, you know, there wasn't. You know, when you're looking at, everybody wants to point the fingers at the defense. Yep. You're right. They are what they are. Like Dennis Green says, they are who they thought they are. They're they're not going to stop the run um, like anybody wants them to. But the reality is, without Aaron Jones on the field, they were not able to get the Vikings out of that two-deep zone. Okay, so the two guys over the top. So basically, anything that went beyond linebacker depth automatically was, was bracketed with a corner underneath, with a nickel underneath, and the safeties over the top. So what that does is, you basically thumb their nose at the running game, and, and listen, Jamal or Jamal Williams does a nice job, but there were times where had that that been Aaron Jones carrying the ball, it would have been a instead of a six-yard play, it would have been a lot longer. And those are the type of things that gets 
uh, teams to get out of that too deep zone because they have to bring that safety up and they don't have the speed and quickness without Aaron Jones in there to attack or run the, you know, to do the outside uh, zone scheme, which really even further puts pressure on the safeties. So, um, you know, the, some those things just didn't happen. And when you look at the way that they played defense yesterday, they just, they, you know, primarily, you know, Preston Smith does not like to close down and take on point uh, blockers. Um, they just, they're just not sound. It's just not sound schemes that they're running. And that's why they can clip off for 15, 20, 37, 50 yards when you're not sound uh, with what you're doing up front. Uh, yesterday, Matt LaFleur, and you heard part of it there, said basically we knew what they were going to do and we didn't stop them. I take that as a direct shot towards not only the defense as a whole, but the, the defensive coordinator, Mike Pettin, saying, you, what did you do? You know, I mean, there were times, I mean, I at one point in the third quarter, they just basically run it down your throats, and then the next time you come back out, you're coming out with less guys up front. You're You're running more... You know, maybe there's a package that would dictate that, but it, to me, it's like they're going to run the ball. They're going to stick it right down your throat, and you, you, you don't have an answer. You know what I mean? I mean, it was it was very frustrating to watch him just. And then you know, you had some mix-ups with the the younger middle linebackers, and both guys crashing the same hole and opening a wide one up on the opposite side for a, a big gallop into the end zone for uh, for for Dalvin Cook. But you know, it seemed like every time you needed just that stop. You got a couple down the stretch, but. You, 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 when you really needed a mid-game to change that momentum back, you couldn't get it, and you knew exactly what they were going to do. Do they not have the personnel, or are they just running a scheme in which it's it's just not conducive to being able to stop the run consistently? They're just they're honestly they're not fundamentally sound. Okay, so on that, that one goes that to coaching. About, yeah, I, that one that you were talking about with the two linebackers hit the same gap. Obviously, fifty-one and fifty-four. So Barnes and. Uh, um, What's his last name? Uh, Mal Martin. They had, yes, Martin. Sorry, excuse me. I was I get excited and I forget simple That's okay. names like that. <laughs> so they both there was a stunt called and they both went to the same gap and then so that opened up on the left side and then Kiki goes barreling upfield and you know he goes screaming upfield and he wasn't able to make the play. Some of that because you're off balance, you're running upfield. So had he stayed home, had this, the, the, you know, even if the two linebackers make a bonehead play, if he stays home and stays balanced and stays square, he probably makes that play or at least slows him down a little bit. You know, so it's a comedy of, of errors when you look at this, the, at the, the front seven uh, right now, the way they're playing football is they're just, they're not fundamentally sound. So if you got a pulling tight end, even a tight end is pulling across the line of scrimmage, and you t- and you turn your butt to the sideline and expose your numbers to this guy, even if you're kind of crashing the line of scrimmage down or sliding down the line of scrimmage, you're going to expose a gap. It's just the way it is. So um, there are ways to do these things, and it's it's fundamental football of on the line of scrimmage, you close down. If there's a down block, you don't go barreling upfield. There's a down block in front of you. You stick your hand on his butt, and you stay there. And when the puller comes, you attack him. Now the running back has to bend outside, and guess who's there? Well, 37 and 23. Both those guys are good tacklers. 
They're not going to, you know, they don't make many mistakes. So there's opportunities that they make. And plus, and then if you have a linebacker that decides to scrape rather than shoot the gap, you know, some of those things are going to get cleaned up the over age, but they don't have time. They have to make these fundamental changes right now to the way that they play the run. And I understand they want to be aggressive and they want to go upfield and they want to barrel upfield and do that. But you know what? It's going to get you killed because you're going to face a team that's not going to, might not have their starting quarterback, might not have their tight end. But who's to say? But anybody can go back there and just hand the ball off, right? Yeah, right. So, you know, it's it's tough right now. They have to play fundamental football. I don't think that the players are bad. I think they need to play fundamental football. I uh, I want to go back. Uh, we're talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette on the Schneider Orange Hotline. I want to go back to something we were talking about earlier today. And this was, I was watching uh, Good Morning Football on NFL. I watched Fox, and I was watching ESPN, and I made the comment. And whether it doesn't matter what you feel about the show, but I was watching Get Up, and, and you had uh, Rex Ryan, and you had Dan Orlovsky, and Greenberg, and then you had a couple other guys chiming in uh, via Zoom. And they got into this discussion, and the argument was that the Green Bay Packers – Some it, it, the, the comment was, somebody in Green Bay needs to let the front office know they are wasting the last three years of Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm going to say that not every Gutekind's pick has been bad, and not every deal has been bad. Certainly the Smith brothers panned out last year. They're good. They're not great. Uh, they were better last year than they were this year. Adrian Amos has been a stabilizing force in that secondary. I like some of the moves they've made. Uh, I do like the fact that, you know, Darnell Savage Jr. was a hitter. He's been a little bit nicked up. Jair Alexander's turned into better one of the better cover corners in the league. He's made some good picks. Elkton Jenkins as well. But there is this need of you have holes. We all know what they are. There's no surprise here. Why are you not doing everything you can to fortify those holes right now? And then Aaron Rodgers drops the, oh, the last time I stumped for a guy ended up in Buffalo. If that's not a firing a salvo over the bow of the front office of the Green Bay Packers, I don't know what is, you know? Yeah, that was really interesting. And he's got to, you know, if you really listen to him, he, he definitely, <clears throat> he, he's got a pretty sharp tongue. He, he doesn't come out and say things, so you gotta, you got to read into his comments a little bit. He's a sharp guy without question. Yes, I, I, I took that the same way, that that was a shot over the bow. I was like, wow. Um, I think at this point, they have to do something. It doesn't matter what it is, just something to show this football team that, hey, we're in it to win it. We're in it to go all the way. Because if they do nothing, I think that shows that maybe they're not in it to do a, do everything. Why, you know, if the front office isn't in it to go all the way, why should the players be? Right. You know, so I, that's, I think at this point in time, they're in a situation where they have to do something, whether it be get a D lineman, which I don't think is the answer, <clears throat> or they get a, uh, a linebacker or they get a, uh, some sort of receiver or some sort of skill player, even a running back. Now, the hard part is they're coming in in week nine. You don't just grab a play. You don't just go out, get, you don't just come in and just walk out there and start playing. There's a lot to right. absorb. You got an offense that's got a, probably a completely different language that you have to figure out. Then you have to understand, you know, let's just say wide receiver. You got to understand the language. You got to understand the road tree. You got to understand, uh, <clears throat> all the intricacies with how are you going to handle it if you, we line up and they're in cover three and this play is really designed for 
cover two or they're in cover four or if they're in man, what are some of my route adjustments going to need to be? Those things don't just, you don't just roll into Green Bay and then start playing the next week. You know, you, you got to get into the season a little bit and it's going to take time, weeks, probably multiple weeks before you're ready to understand the options to go out there and be uh, a, a really good part. So I don't know how they do it. I, I think they're better off, um, you know, I, some people aren't going to like what I have to say, but I think running back, you know, because if you lose Aaron Jones for an extended period of time, you saw what you saw on Sunday. It's that you got a running back that's pretty good, that's not going to make mistakes. He's going to get get you get you what's blocked, and that's about it. You know, you need to have a running back that is going to go in there and get some wiggle. Either he's going to make guys miss, or he's going to run over the top of you. Something you said, real quick, I'm going to deal with this for, we only got about a minute left, but I, real quick, you had started to say, you know, if the front office isn't going to do anything, you're telling the players in there that, you know, they're not trying, so you're not trying. Don't you think at some point, and this goes higher up to Mark Murphy, and I'm not saying Mark Murphy needs to come down from, you know, the, the, the ivory tower and yell at everybody. What I'm saying is, is Mark Murphy also has a business. Aren't you, in essence, if you're not making a move, telling your fans you're not going for it? Doesn't no, that, in essence, eventually... Feels. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fans are feeling that. And when you're asking fans for money to keep deposits, to be able to buy tickets for next year, go buy the merchandise, go to the pro shop, you're you're basically saying, we want your money, but we're not really going to do everything we can to win. Well, I don't know if that's how they really feel, but that's how – But that's a perception becoming thing. reality. Right, because right. you get the same questions that I get. Why aren't they doing this? Why don't they do that? Why don't they, why don't they trade for this guy? Why don't they get a receiver? Why don't you get a D-back? Why don't you get – well, first of all, you don't just go to Walmart and pick up a receiver, you know. So you got to give up something, and they got a, they got they got a, a financial ledger that they got to look at too, you know. So there's a lot that goes into it. I just think they need to do <clears throat> something to shut the fans up more than anything, and then your locker room you got to deal with that too, because it's a double-edged sword. If you bring somebody in, you're saying, "Well, geez, you guys aren't good enough," or are you saying, "Geez, we're not going all in," you know. You know, so there's a lot of navigation there. That river's got a bunch of icebergs in it. You got to try to to figure out the right way to get between, get down the river to the destination you want without running into an iceberg. So those, you know, bringing a guy in just to bring a guy in isn't always the answer. I mean, some people said, "Why don't you bring in Antonio Brown?" Well, the guy's a cancer. The guy's right. well, at least he has demonstrated the last couple of years that he's, you know, he's a little out there. It's a pretty good right. locker room from what everybody says. So I don't know. I I just feel like. Um, yeah, I mean, the fans are asking me all the time, and they're, I'm sure they're asking you. They are. I hear it on your show. So yep. I, I think I think they just need to do something. I don't care what it is, but it could be a long snapper. Who cares? Somebody. Bring something. Do something. Yep, no doubt. Good stuff as always, pal. We'll talk later in the week. Hey, you enjoy. Uh, hope See ya. everything's going okay with your dog. Take care. Yeah, Elmo's doing good. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention that coming up here in a little bit. But, um, you know, my buddy Elmo. Uh, who all I even posted over on a Facebook fan page. You can read more about it, but he's had cancer for a while, and but it's a tumor on the outside of his skin, and it started to break through this weekend. And prognosis is okay, but it's not what you wanted to hear. So, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.